what I like to do in this day and age is I like to give a little bit of honesty because I don't want kids' minds to be filled with this, you know, nonsense that they think I can just, I can just do that because you need to know what it takes to get there. And people aren't willing to share that side of it. I want to let people know that, hey, if you want to be a pop star, let me tell you something. It's a fantastic, fun life, but it's damn hard. And so here we had this dilemma, this, this fact, this fact. I've fact. been almost a decade, decade researching decade, this subject. Every aspect of your metabolic health improves. From the Hint offices in San Francisco, I'm Kara Golden, founder and CEO of Hint. You may have tried Hint Water before, but this is my podcast. Each week, we talk to some of the most creative entrepreneurs from world touring pop stars like Jay Sean to the people behind favorite Instagram accounts, including So Yummy, New York City, and even YouTubers like Sarah Dietschy. So the million dollar question, what does it really take to be unstoppable? Let's find out. I'm so excited to open season two of Unstoppable with a friend and multi-platinum chart-topping recording artist. You've definitely heard his music before, and I can't stop dancing when it comes on. That said, it's my pleasure to introduce Jay Sean and his beautiful wife, manager, business partner, and former recording artist, Tara. In today's episode, we talk about some topics you don't usually hear about in other Jay Sean interviews. We talk about what life is like as a pop star, the highs and the lows, what it's like to manage your spouse on a professional level, and how it feels to be a globally recognized icon. Now sit back and enjoy the show. So super thrilled to have you two here today and the couples that are working together very dear to my heart since (laughs) I work with my husband as well. So I'm super thrilled to open season two of Unstoppable with such two amazing guests. These two people not only have such a great story, but also have created countless experiences for people around the world. And first of all, we have... Tara, all right, and Jay Sean, very excited to have you both here, it's such a pleasure, so we're here in our New York studio, first let me talk about Jay for a few minutes, Um, international superstar with hundreds of millions of plays, multiple platinum plaques, sold out concerts, nearly half a billion Viva views, and I have to tell you that my 12-year-old son, when he heard that I was interviewing today, Uh, I went up about four notches. There you go. Always nice to hear. And can always get my kids to be dancing to music as long as I'm playing your stuff. Very, very cool. So, and Tara, so former recording artist, she's worked with everyone from Kanye West to one of my personal favorites, an investor in Hint, John Legend, who's also just a super, super cool, talented person. Tara has also toured the world as a singer and met her husband, Jay. They have a four-year-old daughter as well, and she is Jay's manager. Gorgeous, beautiful, talented, smart wife as well, and she's the CEO of Get Toned with Tara and also an owner of a terrific yoga studio in New Jersey as well called Fire Shaper. Fire Shapers. Mm-hmm. Super cool. So welcome yeah. to the two of you guys. Thank Thanks you. so much for being here. And also Hint fans over here. Absolutely. I heard we've got Hint in the house Absolutely. as well. Always. 
Very, very, very cool. So welcome. So I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. First of all, I want to just hear, maybe we'll start at not totally at the end, mm-hmm. but somewhere along the route where you guys started working together. Right. Um, well, I think the, the short version is uh, I was always aware of Tara. Tara's aware of my music. We're both Indian. We have Indian roots. And so we met at a show in Miami, which was for an Indian convention of, uh, I think it was lawyers, wasn't it, or something? I don't know. No, the South Asian Student Association. Yeah, they had put on the show. Yeah. We met each <laughs> other. And, you know, what can I say? I mean, I'm, you know, I, I saw her and I was like, mm, okay, yeah, she's, that's really, she's opening up for me. It's kind of cute, okay? But then we got, like, to actually hang out. Yeah. And we just really clicked, actually. It was one of those situations where we just really clicked. We got on really well. Then I made up this brilliant excuse that I needed to work with her producer, so I needed to come back to New York. I love this. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do some work in the studio. Oh, my God, this is awesome. I'm just coming over there just to hang out, really. (laughs) But I ended up working with Jeremy, who's her producer. And, I mean, that was amazing in in itself, because if it wasn't for her producer, I wouldn't have had the number one in America because it was with him who I wrote it with. That's so, so it was awesome. beautiful. So Tara, yeah. not only did, you know, we, we got together as, a, as, as husband and wife in the end, but also the working relationship, it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be working with Jeremy who was, we've done three albums together. That's and awesome. now Jeremy also really manages me together with Tara. So it was all meant to be. It was beautiful. That's so great. Yeah. So you were the link. Yeah, you were the, the link. You were the yeah, link in here. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. So, so you guys working together, do you feel like you have different skill sets? Oh, Very, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Just from meeting you but two, you seem like way. you're different, but in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in the yeah. best way, because I think we balance each other. Yeah, you know? and you appreciate How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are 5 to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Get each other's strengths and... I, I think, honestly, like a lot of people say, you know, how can you, because they just do, how can you work with your wife? Isn't that difficult to switch off? Because, you know, when you I'm sure you get the mm -hmm. same thing, mm -hmm. right? If you're working with your husband, when you get home... Where's your switch off? What do you talk about? Because you've been talking about work yeah, all day and yeah. then you'll go home and you're like, it's still work and it was like, you know, it's all those things. But it actually really works out perfectly because A, in the music industry or in, in the entertainment industry, there's tons of sharks. There's so many people out there who are just going to want to bite you up and mm -hmm. take advantage and, you know, spit you out. And who's going to look after, who's going to look out for me more than my own wife? Who's going to make sure the money is good enough for all the gigs? So that all comes through her. So she's like, no, um, that's not good enough, I'm afraid, blah, blah. 
Whereas if it was another manager, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. Give me yeah. what you got, give me what you got, I don't care. Oh, it's cheaper than we'd normally do it, but yeah, listen, you know. So you've got, you've got her looking out for, for, my, for my, my brand, you've got her looking out for my well-being, and also looking out for our finances, looking out for all of that. And it, and it really works. And all I have to do is go out and sing a few songs. <laughs> sing a few songs sing here and there. Songs. Well, yeah, I mean, your, your daughter's a, a little younger than ours, but what I've learned over the years, so I mentioned we have four kids, like I always talk about, like it's actually less complicated because yeah. we work together because mm-hmm. we have the same initiatives that we That's, want to work. So exactly. our family and our business. There you go. Right? Mm-hmm. And Simple. so, so for example, right now my husband is touring a college mm-hmm. with my daughter. Yeah. Because we're on this coast, and he went off today to, to go and do that. And I'm doing some work here, not to say that he isn't yeah. working, but it's just like, and we balance it. And I've Support also seen, yeah, I have two girls and two boys, and I mean, it's really funny, too, over time. Like, my daughters now, while I was so much, I mean, I can't say I'm not tight with them now, but I did a lot more with them when they were younger. When they get into the teenage years... You know who they want? They want him. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's really interesting. It happens, and like, and as sure. they're going through that phase of yeah. like, you know, they want to know why, you yeah. know, dudes that they're hanging out with are acting a certain <laughs> way. And they need you'll a see it. No, I, yeah. we see it already. Yeah. Beautiful, though. We see it, it with right now. It's, it's great. You know, even just to go off topic for a second and go into family, like what I noticed is, you know, um, with our daughter, I am going to be and, and forever will be her first love as mm-hmm. a man. Totally, totally, yeah. So whatever dad is like and the way dad treats her is what she's going to expect from guys when she grows up. Yeah. So if I treat her with love and respect and, and, you know, show her all the, like, if I make her laugh and I take care of her, she's going to look for all those qualities in guys. She's going to be like, "Mm, actually, you're not as cool as my dad. You're not as funny as dad. You don't take me out of places to eat like dad does. You don't treat me like a lady like dad does. yeah. So you're actually a douchebag, so no to you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what guys have to understand, the impact that they have on their kids, and mm-hmm. their, especially their daughters. If you treat them so well, that's all they'll expect when they're mm. older. Well, and also the other thing that, you know, I think my kids have seen is the way that my husband respects me. Yeah. As a business important. person. Oh, yeah. And, and so my son, who's now 16, he woke up when he was 12 and we were having dinner together, and... He looked at me and he's like, I think he was watching Sheryl Sandberg or something talk uh-huh. on television about lean in. And, mm-hmm. and he was like, Mom, so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So women are not CEOs and like parents don't work together. And oh, like wow. he's not like living in this hole somewhere. <laughs> like I, he was just like, it just all like, just it was just epiphany. like this epiphany this and epiphany. stuff. And he was like. Wow. Like, uh, and he was like, so talk to me about this stuff. Nice. And, and he was like, because you and dad, like, I don't know, it just kind of flows back that's and forth. That's all they've forth, ever known, right? Right? Yeah, and and especially seen. in Silicon Valley, where we're based, I mean, mm. there's a lot of chatter about, mm. you know, this discrepancy. And I'm sure in the music industry mm. as well. But, I mean, the fact that, you know, your daughter and mm. other artists are seeing you too. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a huge, huge impact that, yeah. you know, you may not even, like, know that you're, like, living it, yeah. right? But I'm sure that, you know, there's artists out there who think about it and yeah. think, like, the trust that they have with their spouse or their girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend or whatever, like, can they somehow bring that into some kind of company? And I always yeah. tell people, as long as you have, like, different skill sets yeah. and you have an appreciation for someone else's yeah. skill set. Yeah, that's the key. Right? I, like, people ask me all the time, how do we work together? And I always say it's about, it comes down to respect. Yeah. 
I have to respect what he brings to the table and he has to respect what I bring to the table. And as long as we always have that respect for what each other shows up with, yeah, we're good. The, the issues come when someone else thinks, oh, well, I can do it better than how someone, you know, to, but oh yeah, because we let each other do, we're like, yeah. okay, that's your lane. This is your lane. And, you know, it's like even with the traveling and touring, it's so draining and like Tara knows my schedule because she half the time is behind the schedule yeah. and I'll say to her I'm like babe I just finished this show it's 3 in the morning and I've got a 5am pickup and I've got you know to go and do this tomorrow is there no other way that we can do this because I'm exhausted right now now you can only if I tell that to my wife she'll understand she'll mm-hmm. be like you know what he's right that's my husband he needs to go out and perform again tomorrow this schedule is not right we need to fix this you tell that to someone else they'll be like just do your job. Like, yeah. they don't care because they don't, they're not invested yep. as much. Yeah. You know, no, and I'm totally. like, you want me to do my best job. If I can't speak in the morning because I'm exhausted and there's, and there's too much, so many planes and flying around and this, that, and the other, someone's got to fix this. So when I get to say it to my own wife, yeah. she's going to handle that. I think that's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. And I think know? it's just, but I think it's also like, there's no right way. Right. Right. Which I think is what you guys are really showing that, you know, I think that in today's society that I mean, there's so many great entrepreneurs and especially creative entrepreneurs that are just throwing all the rules away. Right. Mm. Like whether it's, you know, you know, you have to work for certain people before you branch out and Mm. go do your own thing Mm. or open for certain people or whatever. You know, husband and wives can't work together. Mm. You must be sort of in an industry for a certain amount of time before you can go out and headline or you have Mm -hmm. to go do Coachella Mm -hmm. before you could ever go do, you know, yeah. Like I think that you kind of break (laughs) in that stuff, which is, which is really, really admirable. And I think what you um, said really hit the nail on the head that there's only two focuses for, for me and for her. And that literally is family career. Mm -hmm. And, and once you know that, Mm -hmm. You do everything and anything you need to do to preserve those goals. Totally. And to reach those goals. Yeah. Because you have a focus now. So it's like even when, when we had our daughter, I said to Tara, I was like, you know, it's really funny. And I was like, up until the moment I had her, I was living for us and me and you. And then I'd be like, you know, if I saw a pair of sneakers that I liked, I'd be like, oh, okay, grab those. Then when you have a kid, you're like, uh, yeah, nothing else matters. The kid matters. The kid's future matters. So then what happens is you become more aggressive with your business. So now when it, if there was a promoter who'd be like, yeah, man, I got this show and so, 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 and so, but maybe we can bolt on these two. And I'm like, no, Tara, now it's just like, if this guy is a shoddy businessman, I'm not working with him. This is not my money anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It used yeah. to be like, you can mess around with me and my money. This is not that. It's for our future now. Yeah. So it's now, now you're actually messing with my family. So you better be... You better be on yeah. about your business. And it makes you so much sharper and more focused. And I love that. Yeah. I'll never forget. We were out raising money probably like uh, 11, 12 years ago. And we went and talked to this guy. I had, you know, a great, great conversation. He was super interested in investing in our company. And he was like, I only have one problem with your company. And we're like, oh, what's that? And he was like, so uh, I've never seen a husband and wife team actually, like, make it. Mm. And I and and so uh, and he actually said, you know, 
Theo to my husband. He's like, I want to talk to you about this a little, a little bit. And basically, I was just like, wow. you know, Never throwing lies. the finger and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm out. Like, yeah. I remember walking around the block and just thinking, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to take money from that guy. Right. Right. Like, yeah. I was just like, whatever. And so my husband says to the guy, he was like, so I'm not disagreeing with you. I just can't really think of a husband and, te- and wife team that haven't made it. So can you just, like, tell me so I can really visualize? Right. And he was like, well, I can't really think of one right well, now. Like, why say it then? <laughs> and I was like, reason. oh, my God, that was awesome. And yeah. he was like, yeah. And that he was, was like, he response. sat there and he was like, well, I can't think of one. But I'm sure they're out there. Right, so and, so, yeah, and so he just starts laughing about right. this. And, and uh, yeah, and we've seen the guy since. And he was like, I'll never forget. Right. You guys totally. And then actually he came back to us a couple of years later and wanted to put money oh, into go. our company. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'll still go have a beer with you at some right. point. But I'm like. It's all good. Yeah, like, I just don't want... Yeah. I don't know. There was just something weird, well, like, nice about that conversation, like. right? Like, and I don't know if people have ever said that to you, but just remember that. Like, it's just like... Oh, no. We it's like people get these ideas, so right? We have encountered situations, and Tara, you you know this, where people, because she's a woman, mm-hmm. don't want to talk to her about it. They would rather talk to my sure. other manager, Jeremy, yeah. with them two work together. And I'm like, that's actually ridiculous. And then there's other times where people are like can we just deal with Tara because she's so nice and easy to deal with and blah, blah, blah. So, like, you know, you can be... I think the problem with... Actually, you should speak for yourself about this. Like, the, the problems that you might encounter sometimes being a boss, yeah. but being a woman. Because if you're oh, yeah. a boss and you're a woman, people yeah, call a you a bitch. Own, yeah. Right? Yeah. Am yeah. I wrong? No, totally. Well, she's a bitch. Yeah. But if you're a guy okay. and you're a boss, oh, that guy, he's, he's, the, a, he's, he's the man. He's yeah. a boss. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, a, right? Yeah, no, it's totally interesting. And yeah. then people might, I don't know if you've ever had people say, I mean, we've had, I can't speak for you guys, but I know we've had people say, like, I don't know if I want to come and work for a husband and wife team. And I've said, like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, and they're, why? Because we get along? Right. Like, I mean, we've been married for 23 years. Right. Like, we have four kids together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've run a company together for 13 years. Right. Like, I mean, so which part? Right. Like, I mean, the number of times that I've talked to, you know, people who have managers that mm. something's gone wrong right. or partners and something right. where it's like you can't finish sentences you know for right. each other kind of thing like yeah. it's just anyway so I, I think, think the nicest thing about a lot of the business that we do and it probably comes down to the fact that we are husband and wife team is that we run our business everyone's like a family yeah mm. because we're we bring that element yeah so then we only want people around us who contribute to that family in a positive way yeah so yeah. We very often so i think it's a nice thing yeah no Coming totally to i think it's a wife team i think it's awesome we didn't necessarily yeah. start out the podcast by yeah. thinking that we were going to go in that direction but i think it's really interesting yeah. and it's an aspect of you too that is is super cool and yeah. is it's not common but maybe it should be mm. more common anyway for whatever it's worth i think so yeah. so thank you so tara too like so you switch careers obviously you were on the artist side of things yeah. and then you're now more on the management side like yeah. how i mean is it strange to you know what i felt like i love helping i love managing him i love helping him fulfill his dreams yep it's beautiful. At a certain point for me, I was no longer feeling like I, my soul was no longer fulfilled by the music industry. And that's hard, right? So I had that moment where I said, you know what? This isn't for me anymore as an artist. So I took a break. 
and I went and got certified as a, a yoga teacher. And that's a huge thing that a lot of people ask me about. How did I switch? I went from so many years of doing, mm-hmm. you know, I was an artist. That was my life. I, I lived it. I ate it. I breathed. I used to rehearse six hours a day at the dance studio. Then I would go to voice lessons. Then I'd be in the studio all night. How did I switch? A, yeah. And Even um, I don't put in that much work. But, you know? <laughs> I did. I was a total... Jay, you were not supposed to say that. <laughs> That's the difference between us. He gets to show up. I'm like, aren't you going to do your vocal exercises? You know? Um, so I really... The way that I switched was that I went and I immersed myself in something else. Yeah. So I went away for nine weeks to a yoga training. and yeah. I so awesome. So I had to switch it. And then I came back and I was teaching yoga. But then I was still on the sidelines with him. And then sidelines turned into assisting, and then assisting turned into managing. Yeah. Which is now what I do. That's awesome. Still, yeah. Do you think you'll ever go back to performing? To the, not to performing. No, you're done. No, You've done. closed that chapter. I, you know what? I think that I, I have found my voice in a different way. So I still use my voice every day as a yoga teacher. I, 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 I don't like to think of my yoga studio as a stage, right. but in, a, in essence... You still are up there on the I'm stage. I'm still yeah. up there performing. Mm. I'm up there creating. Well, you understand every aspect of it, you know? too. Yeah, which is so huge. I have a friend of mine, Randy Zuckerberg, who actually performed on Broadway, and then she decided to work on executive producing Dear Evan Hansen, and now she's done a few other shows as well, but... I was talking to her about this as well. Yeah. Like she had been actually performing, and, right. and then she decided to go on the front end of yeah. things. And mm. it's the same it's thing. The same like thing. she and loves that. I have so much. I do have a deeper understanding for yeah. what it goes through it's than huge. anyone else because I've been on stage. Right. I know what it's like. Mm. So I'm always going to have a little bit more empathy for him than someone else will. That's awesome. You know, it's easy for agents and managers and people to like talk the talk and create a schedule. Right. When you're not the artist, haven't yeah. been on that side, you don't really know what it's like. No, I think that's huge. So, yeah. okay, so Jay, obviously mm. from the UK over yes. here. So yes. hear, the, hear the awesome accent actually yeah. in there. Um, so when you started singing, family, tell me a little bit about how this all started. Well, I always used to do music from a very young age. I was rapping, I was beatboxing, I was DJing, I was singing. So my parents knew this guy loves music. He's just obsessed with it. They're Are they in the music industry no, at all? No. At all. No. The only person who, who can vaguely well actually my granddad could he could sing. But like my That's brother awesome. can kind of sing. It's funny, but he we don't know where we got it from. Probably from granddad. But anyway, I was also really academic. So you know, I did really well at school. Um, what I was loved, your favorite subject? Uh, so it was science. So it was really biology was my favorite. Um, but and because of that I was obsessed with the human body and just like, I still am obsessed with how we have been created and what we're like and how, how we could just heal ourselves. And the whole thing is incredible. I love it. So I was super geeky about it. And because of that, I actually went in and I got into med school. So I wanted to be a doctor, not because my parents wanted me to be, which is what a lot of Indian people <laughs> think. They think it's because your parents pushed you. For me, it was not. <laughs> my dad, you know, is a businessman. My mom is a businesswoman and they had nothing to do with my hmm. career choice. So I went into medical school and I couldn't give up the music. So you actually like, started medical school? Oh yeah, I was two years in, two and a oh half years god, in. Oh my god, that's crazy. I was two and a half years in and then, then because I never gave up the music, I got signed by Virgin Records back then through a song that just happened to flow off and do its own thing and then they found out that I was unsigned and they were like, oh yeah, okay, here's the record deal. And I was like, okay. 
well, I'm currently trying to be a doctor, so I don't... That is so Maybe crazy. Maybe down hold for a bit. <laughs> and that there is you go. so it worked crazy. Out, luckily. Yeah. And did you think, oh, maybe I'll just go back to medical school later? I mean, at the and time yeah. you think that, don't you? Yeah. You think, oh, I can always do this. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? You become a world-famous pop star and then go and sit in class yeah. with kids and go, hi, guys. Yeah, and so, ooh, mitochondria. <laughs> okay. <It's> not- <laughs> what kind of doctor did you think you wanted to be? Uh, I always thought a pediatrician because I love kids and, you know, uh, not that any life is more important than another, but if you could get a chance to you know, to, to, to help a kid. They've got their whole life to go. Totally. So for me, I was always, you know, probably wanted to work with kids. That's awesome. That's yeah. super, super cool. So where do you think, like, when you think about writing and, mm. and just the creative spark that, that gets you, what do you think is like, I mean, what drives that? Where do you get your inspiration Anywhere. from? And, and it, honestly, it comes at the str- strangest times and at any time, which is why I have in my phone, my Dictaphone app and the Notes app, Wherever I am, I'll just quickly write it down. If I have an idea for a concept or a lyric or a melody, I've had melodies on planes where I've written a whole song on a plane, literally trying to whisper into the phone because there's someone sitting next to me and I'm humming out a melody and I'm like, I've written the whole melody of the whole song on the plane. And then I go to the bathroom just to hear it because I'm like, I don't, I'm they're going to forget that melody. And so luckily I've written whole songs where I come off the plane. I'm like, oh, right, there you go. That's yeah, awesome. So, Do they know who you are? like when you're doing this <laughs> not, usually not what's really funny is because like you know, my son would know who you were well, he'd be like say, call you out say this, and it sounds terrible to say this but like you know obviously we're going business class or yeah. first class yeah, yeah. wherever we're going because we travel that much and usually I'm the youngest person on the plane and I'm wearing sweatpants I'm not on the plane in, in the first in the class, first class. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. wearing sweatpants and a hoodie and a hat because sitting next to a businessman because guess yeah. what I travel more than any of you guys. I'm on a plane literally probably three times a week. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm not going in a suit. Yeah. I'm wearing my sweatpants. Yeah. So they're looking at me going, this guy yeah. probably got upgraded. Yeah. Or this guy probably... <laughs> he won know, a contest. He, won a, he probably won a competition, this guy. Hey, man, you enjoy first class? It's a good experience for you? Yeah, actually. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah, funny. I do this quite a lot, believe it or not. But yeah, the amount of times it's happened. I actually had one person, because I, you know, dressed like I, like I said, the way that I dress. It was, a, it was a lady, and she goes, are you one of those rappers? That is so right. funny. And I went, no, not a rapper, actually. Oh, you must be an athlete. <laughs> so we, there's no so other awesome. way that I could be up there. In, so it's funny and it's cute, but usually they, they don't know, so I just get on with what I need to do and, you know, write my songs if I write my songs. But usually it's just sleep and movies. That's, that's awesome. There was a song that I wrote called Jameson, which was completely written on a plane. And that was on the way from Dubai to New York. It was a long plane ride. And again, on the, on the, uh, the menu, it has a list of all the food. And then it said the spirits. And I was going through ah. there and they had Jameson. And I thought Jameson. I said, that's funny. I was like, I know a, I know a girl called Jameson, um, a friend of a friend. And then I thought, wow, actually, that's a really cool idea. What if I wrote a song where each line had a double meaning? So one, one, there's one side of the story is a guy who's obsessed with this girl called Jameson who's going to end up hurting him, but he just can't let go of her. But then you listen to the same line from the perspective of an alcoholic who can't let go of the drink, Jameson. He drowns his sorrows in the spirit every night, 
knowing that in the moment it makes him feel better, but in the morning it's gonna it's gonna it's crush gonna... him. So it's the same thing with this guy when he's fallen for this girl in the moment while he's with her. He feels like he's on top of the world, but she's not committed to him, so she's going to end up killing him too. So it's a deep song, and I wrote the whole um, thing, story, on the plane. And then when I landed, yeah, I had this poem, and it was like, it's a very, it's probably one of my, it's one of the, like, songs I'm most proud of lyrically, I think. And if you watch the video, it's it's heavy, because I'm playing the role of an alcoholic in it, and I'm playing the role of a guy who's... And she ended, Jameson ended up being a stripper in the video because that's the only way I could figure out how can you be into someone who makes you feel a certain way, but then she's just taking your money. She don't care about you. And this guy's being a fool, keeps going to the ATM. Yeah, yeah, give me, give me that hit of love. It's, it's not love, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 uh, I wrote that on the plane. That's interesting. Maybe after a few Jamesons. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. That's so funny. So interesting. So my day job is this company Hint. And when I run into people and they say, I drink Hint, and Mm. they'll ask me, where did you get the name? Mm. And I'll say, I want to know what you think the name means. And 50% of the people actually think it's a hint of. Of course. And then the other 50% think that I'm giving them hints. And so then I'll tell the people when they tell me their position on it, Mm. that the other 50% and they're like, Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, and it's, so it's one of these double, which I think just, it makes brands, it makes yeah. songs, yeah. it makes things like it's nice much to know stickier. the backstory of why. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I bet that that's, that's super, super huge. So where do you think, where do you think the two of you are in three years from now? Like, what is something that you guys haven't done professionally mm. that you hope to, you know, really like, I'll let Tara speak on this one because she's. Because basically, I'm always talking. But no. <laughs> Take this brand. I think the biggest thing that we are both really passionate about at the moment is really investing in something where we can give back. We feel like we've mm. been really blessed and we've been really lucky that we get connected with lots of opportunities. So he does a lot of charity things through different organizations. Yep. But we're yet to really sink our teeth into something that matters, I think. And say, like, this is ours and we're going to stand behind it. So that's... that's so you're next, searching for what that is. our next initiative. Yeah, but that's I just... Because honestly, we do feel like... And I know every time people start talking about philanthropy and this, and they just sound... Especially celebrities. It sounds like, oh, yeah, okay, good. What is that? Some sort of tax write-off? Or what is it? Like, are you really into it? Or do you have to do get affiliated with a charity because it makes you look good? So a lot of the time, they're not, it's, people come up to us and say, oh, we have this charity. I'm like, okay, but like, I don't want to just say it so that I look good in an interview. That's Mm -hmm. so, to me, the wrong reason. It's completely the opposite reason of why you should be doing charity. Not because it makes you look good. You should be doing it because you want to do something. Mm -hmm. So I said to Tara, I was like, forget being affiliated with this charity and that charity. What, What can we really do? And, and it's because this feeling comes because of like what's what we're doing right now is you're asking me questions about you're asking us questions about us and our life Mm -hmm. and that's my life every day all Mm -hmm. i keep doing is talking about me and my this and my that my song this and my this and i'm like jesus is this really how i'm gonna spend the rest of my life just talking about me i was like i was gonna be a doctor i was gonna spend every day for other people so i said what can we do tara what can we really do with our platform that we can reach out and help people who really need help. Because the people in my industry, none of them need help. 
Mm-hmm. I'm rubbing shoulders with people who are the most fortunate people in the world. So where, where, where am I going to step out of that zone? Where, and Tara loves you know, what she's doing with, with the yoga because she's literally helping people. Tell her about that lady who couldn't walk and now she's you've basically healed her spine with yeah, your adjustments. So I mean, that's it's just, amazing. It's amazing. You know, with the yoga, it's incredible because you do. You're literally, it sounds so crazy to say you're changing no, it's, people's lives yeah. every day. They're changing their, their mental, they come into me anxiety ridden, high strung. So, mm. you know, some of my other, you know, the people that will work in the studio will say, oh gosh, I don't know if we want to deal with that person. And I'll just say, just love them. Just love on them. They just need love. They just need a little bit of care. And within a few weeks of just filling them up with positivity, they start shifting and you literally see them coming in calmer. Yeah. You know, and then on the physical side of things, yes, we have people who, you know, they'll come into me with rounded spines. And just through yoga, you're able to change. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. You know, you, people are telling them they have to have these massive surgeries and put a rod in their back and all this crazy stuff. And yeah, it's not going to be perfect, but we're giving them back a quality of life. Yeah. Where one day I looked over and she was laying on the floor and usually we'd always have to put a block under her head because her <coughs> spine was so rounded that she couldn't lay down flat. As I'm like... Right? <laughs> right? So we spend our day forward walking yeah. all the time and I looked over... And I had to do like a double take because her head was down. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing. So I, I'm really lucky that I get to feel fulfilled that I'm doing that on a daily basis. The studio, we've created this space where people can come in and for one hour they leave their stuff. Well, I think though, to your point, though, Mm. telling your stories Mm-hmm. Though, and how you went to do something that you were really passionate about yeah. actually does help people. Yeah, and right? I'd like to think so. I do think know? so, and I don't think I'm it's... I'm to tell him that. A hundred percent. I do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that I have a, uh, I'm in a position where I can really, whatever I say, there's kids who are just listening to every word going, really? Okay, if that's what you did, oh my God, then maybe I've got hope or maybe I can do this. And I, and I get that, but I just feel like where you said in three years hands on what else can we do that's where we're mm. headed we're trying to think of something and uh, you know to get our teeth to sink our teeth into that something that really really matters yeah well and I think that the more it's okay to to not have you know just one cause too yeah, like yeah. I've said to people too that you know we support lots of different causes mm. through health and right. you know that yeah. we're not just about you know diabetes just because of sugar like it ends up and that yeah. Like they all roads kind of lead and back by the to way, being healthier and right. happier lifestyle. So Yeah, and by the way, as a businesswoman, let's not like let's not avoid the elephant in the room. What is it? It's business, it's money, mm-hmm. it's financial. You're not mm-hmm. gonna just do this if it didn't give you a career or a living. So as entrepreneurs, yeah, you're trying to you know, you're, you're trying to create something, but ultimately what you're making money. Let's not yeah. let's not bullshit. It's about making money. If this stuff was just all charity, charity, and you're digging out your own pockets for it, at some point you're going to go, I love this, I'm giving back, I'm doing it, but like, shit, I'm making no money. Yeah. I've got to feed my kids. I've got to, right? So if you can find something that can satisfy both, I think that's a beautiful thing. So like with you, with this, with this company, it's not just something that's to make a quick buck because guess what those things are? Those things are the things that are loaded, loaded mm-hmm. with uh, the high corn fructose syrup and all that stuff and 
and all the nasty sugary things. They're like, here, kids, have these. Eat these quickly. Put some money in my pocket. I don't care if your teeth fall out. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, totally. So, and you totally. need to re-educate right. yeah. the no. market. Yeah. No, I talk a lot about, and I think it's the same with being, you know, in the music industry and an artist. Like, being an entrepreneur today is like the, you know, the buzzword, right? Everyone wants yeah, to be an yeah, entrepreneur, yeah. right? Everyone wants to be an artist. But right. you know what? It's really freaking hard. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, it's Absolutely. Like, like how, it I mean, you're on so the road, crazy, right? But... Like you're on, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, with an entrepreneur, I mean, the raising money, the mm-hmm. actually, you and know. the drive, right? The drive. You like, told, when you said to me, you started Hint 13 years ago. Yeah, I had no I idea it was think... that old. Yeah. I would never have realized it was yeah. 13 years ago that you, you know, but that's the part, but that's the part that nobody saw. That nobody saw, yeah. right? And that's all the, the waking up and same with you guys. I exactly. mean, all we of that. stories of all the work that we put in. Yeah. Nobody, people very often will look at our life and they have a lot of opinions. And I'm like, you have no idea the sacrifices that we yeah. make and how hard we worked to get to this point and how many years we worked for free to mm-hmm. get to this point yeah. where he can go out and get paid for a weekend X amount of dollars, right? But then people don't realize he's away from his daughter, he's away from his wife, yep. right? You're on the road, he's in a hotel room by himself at the end of the night. You come off stage to thousands and thousands of people and then you go back to that hotel room and you're alone. Yeah. And it's it's not fun. Yeah, no, exactly, you know, exactly, it's a lot of work. Next, then the next day to get on another airplane and waiting for that moment where you're just gonna, you just, we had the biggest joke last week. He was on the road for four weeks doing a tour of Australia. Wow. Four weeks. Yeah. And he came home and he was in the kitchen and he walked over to the fridge and I go, oh my gosh, that must be the best feeling. To just come home. No, to no, open, to open the yeah, and open the fridge. And eat. Because think <laughs> about it. I've been what in a whole. Yeah. We don't have fruit. Yeah, it's a, a mini bar. Yeah. Not, it's not to, my own food. It's not your own food, and he has to wait for someone to make it and for them to bring it to him. Yeah, and it's not really what he wanted it's or what he was in the mood it's, for. It's nice to I'm, be at home. I'm with you. Right? Yeah, yeah. I typically travel with my pillow these days. Like that's like, like, and yeah, and it's like the one thing that is normal. But you know what? People aren't going to get it. No matter what we say, people go, oh, you and your hard life with your room service. And of course they're going to be like, I'd love to be able to pick up the damn phone and say, get me some food. And people just bring it. I get it. That's why I never harp on about it. Because it does sound ridiculous to people who... People would do anything for a one-night hotel getaway. Yeah. Most couples would be like, what? For one night, yeah. But when you're doing it over and over again, I totally... You miss certain things. You miss your own bed. You miss little things, you know? Um, And it's just... It's a beautiful thing, but like I said, nothing nothing about any of this is is easy. We're all putting in work. And there was someone who said... I can't remember it fully now. It was a friend of ours, I think. He said, you know, for all the years behind this, before they see your product on the shelf... You know, they don't, they don't see the grind. They don't see the hustle. They don't totally. see the tears. They don't see that how many meetings you must have gone into. And you're like, why am I even doing this? Nobody wants to put in money into this. Or well, it could it could happen. People won't know if it happened or not. But that happens. The rejections. The nah. The why do we need that? It's it's they don't see it. But the minute it's on the shelves, they think that oh wow, you're killing it. You must be killing it. Oh, you must be a billionaire. Like people don't get it. And I think that it's what I like to do in this day and age is I like to give a little bit of honesty because I don't want kids' minds to be filled with this, you know, nonsense that they think I can just 
I could just do that. Because you need to know what it takes to get there. Yeah. And people aren't willing to share that side of it. I want to let people know that, hey, if you want to be a pop star, let me tell you something. It's a fantastic, fun life. But it's damn hard. The competition is hard. There's, especially now, with millions and millions of kids all around the world who are making music right now at home. They don't need to hire a professional studio anymore. Those days are gone. They can do it at home on their computer. And then they can upload it onto SoundCloud or get it on Spotify. And all of a sudden, they're the new hottest thing. So there's a lot of competition. So I always like to tell people, like, do what you do, do and, and love it. But just know that it's going to be, it could be tough. And, and with that, you have to learn how to handle rejection, how to handle people who, because those are the qualities that are going to get you through it. The thick skin, you know? Mm-hmm. What were you talking about the Kim Kardashian the other day? Like, even though, you know, I don't actually follow her on, on, on Instagram, but obviously she came up on, on my feed. And I saw this picture. And I was like, geez, man, how many likes this picture of her feet? It was just a picture of her feet. She had put on this new toenail polish and it had a 1.5 million. I said, shit, it's her feet. Yeah. <laughs> She's got 1.5 million people liking her foot. But then I saw I laughed about it. And, and um, then I looked at the whole, some of the comments and I was like, wow, people are mean. Yeah. You guys are horrible. Why are you hanging yeah. on her toes? And you're exposed, <laughs> right? Like, I it's said, like. What is wrong with people? Then. She had perfectly fine feet. And I was like, wow, but you always go... Imagine this girl. If she was worried about what the world thought about her, she would delete that photo in a second. So you got to be thick-skinned, resilient, and that's it, man. It's the only way you can survive. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's a great example of a brand that has just really gone out there and exposed themselves. So, and yeah, and right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Come on. It was good. I love it. It was, it was fun. You could not. Yeah. I couldn't not take that one. So Jay, you were the first solo South Asian artist Mm. to chart on the billboard top 100 list. So when you think back on starting in London in the studio with, Richie Rich to uh-huh. then having one of the most recognizable songs and owning the Billboard charts. What was that like? Yes. Like, what was that memory of? I just to this day I still f- think about. I remember exactly where I was when I found out that I had the biggest song in America, and I was in England at the time at a radio station. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, you know, because they told me they was like, "Listen, man, Black Eyed Peas have been number one for twenty-five weeks." Nobody's taking them down. It's not happening. You're probably it's probably gonna peak at two. I was like, all right. We were happy. That, I, like, I mean, you must two? have been out of we your were, mind. We the second biggest when we, song when we hit when we got into the top 100. Remember, we yeah. went out. <laughs> went out. We, we num- celebrated. Number 97. Yeah, 100, right? Yeah. It's like I'm in the top we 100 songs of America. What are you talking about? Like, you know, how many artists are in this world? How many songs are floating around? And mine is one of the top 100 in the United States. I'm celebrating. Yeah. So the whole time, I celebrated all the small little successes, and I still do. Yeah. I still to this day think about it. And even like with you and your product over here, that's to be in a superstore, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a store where... 300 million Americans just in America alone have their choice of what to grab and some of them are grabbing yours that's beautiful in itself you did that yeah 
I mean, come on. You have to celebrate these, these things. It's insane. If you keep going, no, mine needs to be the number one selling water. Jesus, man, you are up there alongside all the other brands and people are grabbing yours daily. That's something to like really be proud of. So even with me, with my music, I look at it now, I'm like, look, I've been going for over 15 years. I can go anywhere in this world and you say my name to somebody and they're going to go, oh yeah, I know that guy, I know that song. That's incredible. Yeah, that it's just... You know, yeah. so I'm appreciative of all of it. I think it's, I talk to entrepreneurs a lot and, you know, they want to know, I mean, we just climbed over 100 million in sales and, and, you know, and I'll talk to entrepreneurs and I remember when, I remember when we got to a thousand. There you go. Right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I remember, and then exactly. it was like 10,000. Yeah, man. And then I was like, a hundred thousand. Oh, like, right? Like, I remember cool. that yeah. so much, yeah, right? And lovely. then you keep setting goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've never raised any money from private equity or uh, mm-hmm. venture. I mean, we have long, crazy story, but we have over a hundred investors in the company. I oh, know. Wow. I might not be able to name them right this minute, but I actually know I've met all of them right. along the way. And I like, you know, want to yeah. make sure that like I see eye to eye with them mm-hmm. and, and all of those things. But, but I still have goals. I mean, yeah. along the way, I mean, I wanted to get this company profitable, which, mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah, in exactly. the beverage industry, I mean, vitamin water was not profitable until they were $250 million in sales, Isn't right? Isn't that crazy? People don't see this. Yeah. Know this. Yeah. And so I would have like, I mean, we're now the largest independent non-alcoholic beverage company in the country that doesn't have a relationship with Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Wow. Pepper, Snapple. But I knew that as an entrepreneur, like I knew that stat and I said like, I'm going to, I'm going to do better. Mm. Like, so I'm sure you guys have these goals as well, yeah. where you look at people you look at you know brands, whether it's the Black Eyed Peas or whatever, mm-hmm. that you're like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go out and mm-hmm. you may not like announce to everybody, I'm gonna go beat them. Who was it, the Kanye West of the, you know, <laughs> coming out and saying, this is what I'm gonna do, go run for president or whatever yeah. he's doing. So where do you think like that ultimately takes you? I mean, like what are the goals that you see you know, that you really want to get... Well, now we're diversifying a lot. Like, you know, you can't put all your... Air, well, you can if you want to. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, especially not in the music industry. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, to expect that I'm going to be 75 and still be on stage, some people are yeah. blessed enough to be doing that. Yeah. I might not be. So at the end of the day, you got to be smart. If you're making some money, start investing in certain things. You know, so for me... Like right now, we've just invested in a restaurant and a speakeasy. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, in Richmond, Virginia. It's going to be, you know, with me, with, with, together with a partner that we've known for over 10, 10 12 years. Yeah. You know, because I'm finally trying to want to do something different, something I can be excited about, something fun, another project that we're into, uh, but also somewhere else where the money's sort of just, you know, it's not tied up in one place. Yeah. And then we have the yoga studio. Like I said, that's a separate business. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Why Richmond, Virginia? Like well, how that's where you... he lives. Okay. And also, it's a very foodie area. The, the one area that, that there's, I think it's about the top sort of top five sort of places where people will go to for like the foodies go to mm. go and try different things. Cool. So it's in a really good location. It's a huge space, and it's you know we're really excited about it. But like I said, you know we want to just try different stuff, and uh, I've been working on very top secret project which is not music related for the last two years. Can you years. tell us? No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
for like maybe over the last two or three years in the making. You know, because so it's so, sort of like diversifying, really, for That's us. That's awesome. Yeah. So social media. Mm. So Instagram and Twitter, we talked, we touched on it for yeah. a minute. But I want to, yeah. you know, go into sort of like what do you think is really important in terms of, I mean, I, th- I really view both of those mediums very, very different. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of you, like, you know, I'd love to hear. Um, so, you know, you see f- the fans and, you know, people post when they're at your concerts, which is great. But, mm. like, what do you think an artist needs to, do you think you need to be on social media? Do you, you do. I'm, I'm totally the worst. We talk about this very I'm often. I'm so bad yeah. at it. I'm just going to be honest. I actually don't think I, you're you know, bad at it. it. I don't think you're bad at it. It's horrible. I don't post. I don't, I can't, I, I don't, I don't do these things he's, because I get on with life. He, when yes. I met him, <laughs> I created. She was his, the first on my YouTube page. I created yeah. his YouTube page. Like, <laughs> and MySpace. And my, but, which was the thing back then. Yeah. He was never into sharing his personal life. I'm very personal. I'm a very private person. People ask me, I don't even post pictures of my own wife. Because you know what? If you say something about my wife, I'm going to knock you out. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a lot of idiots over there who will say, oh, I'll hit that, I'll do this. You know what? I'll hit, I'll, I'll, don't make me reach through the phone and grab you because I'll <laughs> mm-hmm. hit you if you say something about my wife. Yeah, people so, are just stupid, though. People yeah. are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't want to give them the platform. Say whatever you want about me. This is my page. This is my name right there. So if you want to rip into me and say whatever you want, I'm good. I'm easy. I ask for that. I don't post pictures of my family. The only thing I do is post a few videos of Ava because you've really got to be a sick person to yeah. say something about a kid. And she's so damn cute. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So, but if it's pictures of my mom and dad, my brother, and you start saying some stuff, I'm going to get at you yeah. because I, I'm a very close private person. So that's why I don't do any of that. But with the posting, yes, I know I need to be better at it. I need to let people know what I'm doing 24 hours a day. But really, I'm just getting on with what I think they want, which is making music, but that's not actually what they want. They want to know all the ins and outs of my day while I'm making music. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm old school like that. I've been 15 years in the game. When we made music, we just, we didn't have, we didn't have any platforms. We spent our time making the music, then we gave them the music. Then they lived with the music for months, if not years, until we gave the music again. Now they'll listen to an album. It could have 20 songs on it. The next day, they'll be like, okay, cool, man. What else you got? And you're like, I just... I just did that. <laughs> literally <laughs> just gave you that. Blood, sweat, and tears went into that. You need to go listen yeah. to it again. <laughs> but hey, I can't, you know, who am I fighting? I can't, this is the age we're in. Yeah. You have to understand. Even with me, man, I'm going to be honest. My consumer habits are different now. You know, I'm not going to watch a four-minute trailer of a movie. Not going to watch four minutes. Mm-hmm. Give me it in a minute and a bit and I'll watch it. And that's terrible. That's me saying this. Mm-hmm. Someone who is from the creative industry. So imagine if you're not in that world. They don't care. It's like they, they'll listen to 10 seconds of a song. If it hasn't grabbed them yet, you might miss them. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it's really, it's really crazy. Yeah. But I think even the things that we're talking about here, I mean, like, I'm sure my son, for example, is just going to eat this up about that you're a science yeah. buff. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that kind of stuff, I mm. think, is really... Yeah, and I have learned that there are certain things that people... Re- like, even on the way here, I was looking at someone's page, it was a top actress, and I said, wow, this is not... I'm getting zero of her from, these, from her page. 
I'm just getting pictures from Cosmopolitan that she's yeah. done, Variety magazine. Yeah. This paparazzi pictures. Who are you? I don't know who you are actually. There's not a side for a And I finally stepped back and went, I don't know you at all. This yeah. page did not help me get to know you. So then I understand now why fans get more excited from a mirror selfie. Yeah. Will you try to tell me to take a mirror selfie? Someone who's, you know, not 20 years old anymore. I feel like an idiot taking yeah, a mirror yeah. selfie. No, exactly. Especially as a man. Yeah. But there are times where I'll go, I do look pretty sick today. I should take a picture. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> On the whole, it's not, it's not my natural go-to. Tara's really good. I'm different. Like, I have a different take on it. When I first created my page, I remember feeling like, oh, what am I going to post? What am I supposed to talk about? This is weird. Because, yeah, I don't necessarily want to show you everything, everything I'm doing yeah. in, in a day. But then when I got really clear on my purpose and my vision, it became really easy. Right? So what is my purpose in life? My purpose in life is to help and inspire other people to get healthier, to live a healthier life. I want to show people a healthy relationship between a mother and a daughter. I want to show people a great relationship with fitness and wellness. You know, so so that makes it really easy for me. So anything that I post is mm. always going to be in alignment with what you with those yeah. values. Yeah, which I think is really, I think that's what people want to see too. But yeah, and I think I mean my thing from the day that we started sharing about our relationship was that I wanted to share a positive and healthy relationship in the entertainment world. Because I think you see a lot of negative ones, sadly, you know, or we'll see ones where we're like, we're so invested in the couple and then it falls apart and then you're heartbroken and sad. So I always just wanted to share a really positive space. You yeah, know? which I think is, yeah, it's awesome. But I, I think that the stories are really like, those are the brands that stick. And, you know, mm. I mean, I look at, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z. I mean, I think that there's mm. so many... I, I don't know. You don't see Jay Z out there posting as He's much not, as he Beyonce. No, but I don't think he, no. But I think that their storytelling, like I think they that choose people, where they're going to share their stories. Totally right, and right. they share, and then they share where those stories are and yeah. and what they and, are. But but beautiful. I think that most people feel like they really understand whether they do or not. I think right. people feel like they're getting that from yeah. from social. Right. So. So streaming, do you mind if we jump into sort of yeah. like the music industry a little bit and, and talk about, so obviously you're touring, you know, a ton, mm. streaming music, where has it been and where's it going? I think it's do you incredible. Think? I don't even, people who are like, buy my album, stop it. Yeah. Stop that. you nonsense. Because nobody is going to spend money when they know they can stream it for free. Mm -hmm. That's just the honest mm -hmm. to God truth. It's the same thing, again, sorry to use your analogy, but I've been saying these even before I came here. I used to give people this analogy. I said, if you were thirsty and you wanted a glass of water, and there was a lady there just handing out water for free, then there was a lady right next to her going, $2, please. Is any fool going to stand there and pay $2 when this lady is giving exactly the same product for free? Nobody is. So for me... I don't expect people to, I don't harp on about the buying. Of course, it's lovely and we need it for the record labels. They need to, but they're also making money from streaming. Right. Mm -hmm. Streaming God. is the way forward, right? And it's perfect for us because we get to know exactly what is popular or not. I can see it right there in the numbers. Ooh, they actually like this song better than this one. I thought this one would do better. No, they, they like number four. 
They don't like the song I gave them as much. I'm learning from them. And, and that's an incredible thing. So I really I love the streaming platform and the streaming model. And it's immediate too. So it helps you to... It really is. It right? lets you know. It's just an immediate indicator. No nonsense. This is popular. And this is what they like. Because they keep coming back for it. And that's it. It's awesome. And so do you think the industry is... Like, where do you think that that will ultimately... I think they've caught up. I think they finally have caught up. In the beginning, they didn't realize how they're going to make... But labels make money from streaming. The writers make money from streaming. The artists make money from streaming. It's not amazing. As, mm-hmm. It's not as amazing as a sale. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But it's still where we are. We're surviving in a climate where digital took over everything. As long as you figured it out, the music industry figured it, finally figured it out. It took us a while. Because yeah. when I opened the studio, so the studio just turned three. So when I first opened, so only three years ago, I didn't start, I didn't have a Spotify account yet. Right. Because I was still boycotting. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going to use Spotify. Because that, it, we don't make enough money off of that. That's not going to work. So when we opened the studio, I was still purchasing every single song right. that I played in my classes. And then I, within that year, the first year, I finally transitioned to being like, okay, I guess we can support this now. You know, so and it wasn't that long ago. Biggest that, library in the yeah, world. No, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's just like, it's kind of like at this point saying, I'm not going to use the internet for anything. I'm going to go to the library <laughs> right. and take out a book and the find out the answer. Even have the books like, yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's just how much it's changed and how yeah. fast it's changed too. I yeah. mean, I remember when iTunes first came out, and you know, Madonna and U2 said we're not right participating, yeah. Yeah. and I and that didn't last very long. Yeah, no. look, right? Like, yeah, like it's just it's it, it's, it's the, the world changes. The yeah. world changes. Consumer habits change. It. You have to move with it. Yeah. So what do you need to do as an artist? You need to tour. You need to like. Well, no, no. I mean, we're still good because I I, I write because I write all my own stuff, mm-hmm. right? So as a songwriter, it's uh, that's like a beautiful thing. The publishing and the pension is. It's like a pension. Mm-hmm. Every time it gets played or performed anywhere, it's good. I'm getting royalties, but that's because I wrote it. If you're not a songwriter, that's what I was it's wondering. Pretty difficult. Yeah. And then I would say a lot of it comes down to making money from touring and making money from endorsements. You know, a lot of these people have big brands paying them X amount of money a year, and they're making good money like that. But you know, I think as a songwriter, it's it's good. It's really you know, that's where your bread and butter is. Yeah, that's the main because it keeps it's residual income. It just it keeps coming. What's your favorite venue to play at? Oh, they're all different. I mean, yeah. you know, I would say the most memorable one for me, of course, is going to be Madison Square Garden. I played there twice, um, or maybe three. To, I think yeah, twice I played there, mm. and that was for me the most yeah. iconic thing to stand there in New York City, MSG, twenty thousand people singing every single song. Every single word of your song back to you. This is mind blowing. It was mind blowing. I can only imagine. Yeah, that I was would in be the back so corner crying. You must. <laughs> I was totally crying while he was on stage. Because for me, I grew up in yeah. New Jersey. So that's, you know, my venue. Like, Senior Honey up yeah, there. And uh, I remember song. when I was on Ellen for the first time, she was freaking was out. Now, you got to remember, I was fresh from England. We yeah. do have Ellen in England. Yeah. But it wasn't as big a show in England as it is here. Yeah. So for me, I'm looking at it like it's just another TV show. She goes, you're on, now do you understand you're on Ellen? I was like, stop saying that. Now I'm freaking out. Yeah. I would rather not know how many people watch this show. Was she really funny? 
Oh, she was lovely. It, yeah. was, it was a nice time. But again, like, sometimes ignorance is bliss, like, especially for me. Yeah. I tell everyone around me, don't tell me who's in the crowd. Don't tell me how many people are watching. I'll tell you a quick little funny anecdote because I know we've got to wrap up soon, but I hate knowing those things. Mm-hmm. Give me the microphone. Let me sing. I don't want to know who's watching, who's filming. Is it live? Don't tell me. Just don't tell me. Let yeah. me do my job. Let me sing. Um, otherwise, you get in your head, right? So I'm in India. And I'm on uh, X Factor India. So, uh, <laughs> guy, guy comes in. He goes, okay, Jay, uh, you're going to be on in 10 minutes, okay? And I went, 10, 10 minutes from now? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I told you guys to give me like uh, an hour. I have to get ready. I have to get ready. You understand? Like, I'm like this. I have to do my hair. I have to get ready. I was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Just um, let's call it 15 minutes. And I was yeah. like, okay. So then I'm going, okay, that means it's not live. Okay, cool. So I love I'm your there. voices too. Right, You've right. got it. <laughs> so, now, so now I go there and I go up and I do the performance. Yeah. And it goes great. Okay, cool. I come back. I go to the guy. I go, um, just out of interest, uh, what's your sort of audience? He goes, about, uh, I want to say, maybe 200 million. I went, 200 million oh my God. people. Yeah. I was expecting like 200,000. I was like, what? A, two, imagine he told me that just before going on stage. Yeah. And you were You just... are all in your head going, 200 million. Basically, the size of America is going to be watching, yeah, watching. Yeah. me sing right now. So for me, I'm like, don't tell me. I would rather not know. And that's how I get through everything. I'm just like, I'm easy then. Then you just, you're, then you're just singing. You're having fun. I do the, exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I speak now exactly. constantly and yeah. I never want to know. No. Like, I want to know roughly like who is in the audience. Right. Are they, you know, CPA professionals right. or are they, yeah. you know, students? Are right. they like right. what, like, and that's it. Yeah. I don't want to so know, know where your that. focus should be. That's, that's it. About it. But I don't want to know anything no. more than that. Yeah. And then I'm fine. Yeah. But if you start telling me, oh, by the way, your brother's in the audience uh, and then your you right. know, girlfriends are uh, all in this corner, then right. it just yeah. kind of messes me up a exactly. little bit. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so and then I the think. numbers I can only yeah. I can only imagine that's crazy. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up a little bit. But yeah. I, I'm really curious, actually, from both of you guys, yeah. I'm going to start with Tara. Like what are sort of like the top lessons that you feel like people should really know and sort of building out? I mean, I feel like. You guys have not only built this incredible just overall business, but mm-hmm. I feel like you've built this like relationship to where it's like it just works. I mean, I just watch you guys bounce. There's yeah. no animosity in here just going, <laughs> you know, be quiet over here yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. I mean, I feel like that's just super cool. So what are some of the lessons that you'd say just in sort of I mean, oh, it's clear you know you, you're happy, yeah. right? Like and not just because you're here with me. You're like... No. <laughs> no, I think one of the biggest lessons that I have learned over the years in managing not just our relationship, mm-hmm. but just all the relationships of all the different people that we have to work with, one of the biggest things I talk about is expectations. Mm. <laughs> I think that expectations are such a huge hindrance because we put these expectations... I hold my bar very high of what I expect from myself and what I will give mm-hmm. to anything that I'm doing. I give 200% to everything I do, but I can't expect that mm-hmm. of everyone Not who of works everyone with else. me. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So I have to be really clear on what my expectations of him are 
as my artist and as my husband. Because if I expect things of him that are not realistic of who he is, mm. that's not his fault. It's yeah. my fault. You'll just be let down. I'm just let yeah. down. Yeah. Right? I and, think that's a really important point. And it point. goes the same way with the people that we work with. Like Jeremy, who's our business partner, works differently than we do. He works at a different pace than we do. Mm. So we are clear. Like, this is how you work. This is how you choose to work. This is how we work. We have to understand that from each other. Mm -hmm. Because if you expect, like Jeremy knows, you can't call me at 9.30. I'm done at 9.30 p.m. My brain is fried. I've been up since 6.30 in the morning. I've taken care of a hundred different things. Like, I'm just done at that point. So if you want me fresh and when I'm at my best, you have to call me earlier. But I explain that to him. Yeah. That's the key to a good relationship. Right? So... I find that in all my in everything I do with our businesses and just in all relationships in general, mm. like setting realistic expectations. And one of the biggest things I do with people who work for us, people are so quick to get irritated when someone doesn't do something the right way. And I'll always say, did you explain to them that that was how you wanted it done? Mm-hmm. Were you so clear? Because... That's a really good point. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing I see people do in business. Like, we assume that people know what we want, and then when they don't do it exactly the way that we wanted... Then it upsets you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. A, that's a super... That's a great point. So I kind of... I think that's a big thing for... That's a big lesson that I've learned over the years, and really, really put it... And not just in the music industry, no, but in yoga and, and everything, and management, in everything. everything. Yeah, it's no, I think that's... in human relationships, yeah. mm. right? I think that's, that's a good one. Super good. How about you? Honestly, I can't really add too much to it because I live the same way. Mm-hmm. It's, expectations is everything. It's like, it's my fault. If my DJ messes up when I'm performing, say, for example, I'm the one who hired him. I know his skill set. Mm-hmm. If he's not the best of the best or whatever, and he lets me down, whose fault was that? I employed him. I knew that in the beginning. You know, my tour manager, if he's not on it, if he's not... I have refused to, to allow my mood and my general well-being and happiness to be dependent on other people's actions because they are too consumed with their own stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got stuff. Their number one priority is not making me happy. Mm-hmm. That's not at the top of their list. They've got bills to pay. They've got kids. They've got brothers and sisters. They've got a sister who might have cancer. They don't care if Jay Sean's not happy right now. So, you know, it's all about understanding that and knowing that people have their own stuff too. So, you know, and their own baggage and their own needs. And to not assume that you're on number one on all of that, you're not going to be. And so do you think as a leader, inspiring people is really the top thing that they will follow with supporting you if you are inspiring Mm -hmm. them? Absolutely. And I I think that, you know, with me, I am at the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. in the whole company. Everyone's eating off me. Let's Mm -hmm. be honest. Whether it's the lawyer, the business manager, the tour manager, the band, the DJ, the dancers, the everyone, yeah. the producers, the songwriters. If my song's not a hit, everyone is under there. Yeah. So I have to be a good leader. I have to know what it takes to rally the troops, to get them going, to like, you know, to, to make them feel inspired. But if I'm barking at them all the time, which is what a lot of people in powerful positions think is the way to do it, guess what? You're actually not inspiring any of them they're all now demotivated they're like they don't want to see you win anymore yeah this guy's a douchebag i don't care if he's next i'd rather work for someone else 
But if they think this guy is top dog, this guy is, they're going to want to see it win. And yeah. Be a part of it. And I think leaders in any industry who understand that yeah. are way ahead. Mm-hmm. Way, way ahead. And yeah. as hard as it is some days to, you know, mm-hmm. not be that person that's yeah. barking, right? Yeah. But instead, you know, yeah. really try and inspire and lead. So I think cool. ultimately, really quickly, people want to be part of something that is either winning or is going to win. Mm-hmm. It makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. Why is it in sports when a team loses? And you go, oh, how's the game, man? They're like, ah, you know what? They sucked today. But they sucked. But when they win... Oh man, we were crushing. We were so killing true. it. Yeah. We. Now they're all a part they're part of the winning team. When it, when they were losing, no, they they had an off day. It's interesting. I've noticed that. And so like if you inspire people, if you put them on a journey where they feel like they can be part of something that's going to win mm-hmm. or something that they at least want you to win. I think it's that's true. the best way to get people going because who doesn't want to be a part of that? You know? Super huge. So yeah. Tara and Jay, thank you thank so you. much. This so was much. awesome. Yeah, it was lovely. You can learn more about what's next for Jay Sean and Tara by keeping up with them on Instagram at Jay Sean and at Tara Natalie. That's T-H-A-R-A-N-A-T-A-L-I-E. I love giving away things that are dear to my heart, like Hint Water. So for the next three months, I'll be choosing five lucky listeners each episode to win a year's supply. To enter, all you have to do is go to karagolden.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. That's it. And if I see you tweeting it out and tagging me at Kara Golden, you will increase your chances of being picked. And as a special thank you to all of our Unstoppable subscribers, for a limited time only, you can enjoy a special hint offer at drinkhint.com slash unstoppable. If you like what you heard, please help spread the word and leave us a review. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Please talk to me at Kara Golden on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstoppable.